On this week's show, we record a podcast. Hey, welcome to Pop Goes the Podcast for Saturday, December 9th. It's the first ever Pop Goes the Podcast recording. I am Joey Mills with GeekDad.com. Across the table from me is the older brother I never had, Mr. Kenny Wright, owner of Freedom Hydrographics. Say hello, Kenny. Hello. And sitting across from me, or next to me, is the younger brother I did have, is uh, owner of Stafford Lawn Care, Dusty Stafford. Say hello. Hey there. What's going on, fellas? Uh, not a whole lot. How not about you? Not much. This is it. We've been talking about it. Uh, Kenny and I, I know have been talking about this for about a year and a half. Uh, Dusty and I have been talking about this for a while. We're finally pulling the trigger on doing a podcast. Um, the purpose here, I mean, obviously we're talking pop culture stuff because we're all kind of pop culture nerds and geeks and whatnot. But really the purpose of this thing is to sit down, force us to sit down once a week or so uh, and talk about the cool stuff that's going on, tell the stories that uh, we like to tell. Uh, It's a way to make sure that we all actually spend time hanging out with the people we want to spend time with and hang out with. Is that cool with you guys? So when do we do this? What's that? Hang out with the people we want to hang out with. But you, yeah, but but you, yeah, you can bring them with you next week if you want. Because that makes more sense. I haven't seen Kenny in twenty years. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, you know, whatever. So, uh, (laughs) so yeah, we are gonna have a good time. uh, Tell some stories. The good thing is, I got three guys here that like to hear themselves talk uh, and don't mind listening to each other most of the time. So this should be fun. Uh, Also, again, it's pop culture stuff. It is a good time to be a pop culture nerd. If you take a look at just the last week, we had new episodes on television streaming into our living rooms we had new episodes of gotham lucifer the gifted agents of shield supergirl the flash legends of tomorrow arrow on cable and satellite we've got happy which we were just talking about before we started uh the walking dead and then of streaming we can find the runaways uh, on hulu and then in the theaters we've got thor ragnarok and justice league out right now we're a week away from the last jedi this is the time uh to, to be alive if you're a pop culture nerd and you grew up with a lot of these things like we did. No doubt. It gives you a big old pop culture boner, man, seeing all that stuff. Just like, too much. Almost an overload. Yeah, I don't know what you're popping under the table. <laughs> we're going to have uh, talk about we're gonna talk about those and a few other things as well. Uh, so <laughs> I'm glad I'm sitting over here, not across from him. Wait till this starts getting on video. Yeah. So let's jump into some headlines from the week that was uh first of all the justice league film is officially the worst performing film of the current dc universe push uh dropped 60 percent from week two to week three falling well behind wonder woman uh certainly but now also falling behind the not so hot uh batman versus superman and projecting to finish behind man of steel as well so it's a not um a good outcome for what Why? warner brothers and dc were hoping would be kind of their avengers tentpole uh film kenny i know you said you saw it right yeah i, I loved it i mean how could you not love seeing all these characters that you know, on the same screen at the same time. It's like, I don't understand why people aren't digging this more. Well, <laughs> so some of us that haven't seen it, they all wear in the same costume in the movie, and they're not uh, separated out in their own individual costume anymore. They're in their own, you know. Wonder Woman wears Wonder Woman. That'd be I awkward they, to have uh, seen Superman. In the trailer, they Woman's all had like the same outfit on. Well, it all looks pretty uh, similar, I think. You know, Flash's is red, metal, and leather. <laughs> Batman's is black, leather, and metal. A little cohesiveness, but yeah. I mean, yeah, they're wearing their own gear, you know, stuff. It's yeah. just, 
that Momoa is not wearing orange and green <laughs> leotards. And, and honestly, everything I'm seeing, everybody's doing this little like nitpicky stuff. It's right. like Batman versus Superman had so many major things. <laughs> right. You'd be like, oh, I can these boulders of things that are wrong were. You know, the Justice League is like pebbles of things, you know. you got to move the pebbles to look for the one that you find. So I, I, don't, I don't get it. Unless maybe everybody's like, you know, I've been burned by the Batman versus Superman, so let's wait until it comes out on Redbox or I can buy the DVD or whatever, and then boom, you're going to start seeing those, you know, sales really skyrocket from there. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I've, I've read a, a piece, and I think it was uh, Mark Millar, Mark Miller, um, was commenting on CGI villains, how he's pretty much done with CGI villains in comic book movies. If you think about the uh, villains that have made the biggest impact uh, recently in, you know, in pop culture, you know, you, Loki, obviously, is your, is your, your top guy. But uh, even in the Thor movie, you, know, you had Kate uh, Blanchett playing Hela. Yeah, a lot of the uh, CG villains don't seem to be sticking around or making the impact that uh that a lot of the ones that you know that are played by good actors you know yeah they may have some prosthetics or some enhancements but you can still see those actors who have in a lot of cases have won awards have been nominated for awards them well, underneath the performances so you know the thing i'm thinking is though you know uh stephen wolf even though he's not a huge character or whatever but i mean you get things like say hellboy where you have Ron Perlman, who's a big dude, who puts on a little bit of stuff and looks badass. And he looks bigger than everybody else because he is probably a foot or more, you know. So it works. But to have that actor that played Stephen Wolf in just some garb would be like, hmm, that's kind of, he's the big bad. This is the guy we're, you know. So I think the CGI in that, I think, works, you know, for me. But yep. Yeah. Oh, the update coming out of Variety uh, was reporting that because of the performance of Justice League, there's going to be some shakeups. Um, you know, this was supposed to be kind of like how Marvel has their universe. Um, it, it sounds like maybe they're not sticking with that, or if they decide to stay in that, um, it sounds like they're going to be freeing things up. I know there was rumors um, even months ago going back to how they, maybe they scrap Justice League um, and do more of a focused, you know, we're going to focus on, let's say, Gotham City and building that, you know, because there, there's a lot to play with in Gotham City, and building that into our franchise and then having these other stories kind of, you know, in the background or on the periphery and, and then maybe pull it in once in a great while, but but try not to uh, not to focus on a lot of these other characters, which let's be honest, if you didn't watch Super Friends in the 70s and 80s, you really don't know or care about a lot of these characters in, in there. So oh, that's a damn shame um, if you have it. So we'll see what happens. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do to kind of course correct or to kind of change up uh, things so that so that people can feel like they're walking into it without the, the taint of Batman versus Superman and Justice League on some of these newer films. You know, like you were saying, you know, at the beginning of the year, we had this, like, here's 40 W, you know, Warner Brothers movies that are coming out. You're going to see every kind of thing. And now it's like, oh, we never did that. You well, know? I think the only one that actually has a release date now is Aquaman, uh, which is scheduled to release uh, next October. So it'll be interesting to see how they... Uh, massage this uh, as it as it were don't be massaging that <laughs> leave that alone we'll be popping something else your mind's going somewhere today <laughs> yeah. and then uh, also kind of in some of the wb uh, warner brothers dc news um kind of on the periphery of this but uh david s goyer is being thrown around as the name uh as the possible director for the masters of the universe movie reboot um the reason it kind of ties into uh, some of the dc stuff he's best known for his work uh, in the Blade trilogy of films, which is a Marvel uh, 
Marvel property, um, but he also worked a lot on the Dark Knight trilogy with uh, Christopher Nolan. Uh, he was involved in some respects, depending on who you talk to, uh, varying degrees of influence on Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman. Um, so this, you know, the Masters of the Universe stuff, you know, the only film we have is the old Dolph Lundgren where they where it looked nothing like the Masters of the Universe cartoons or toys that we played with or watched yeah, it on TV. Like, uh, I please, watched please that the watch other that. day, as a matter of fact, on Netflix. They, <laughs> yeah. they still got it on there. It's a, It does it's not a hold sad, up well. It's a yeah, sad case for sure. Yeah, so... I think there's a lot of uh, potential. There could there are some stories that could be told in that. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to say this guy is or isn't the right guy for it because he has a, a background in you know the genre. He's been involved in some things, and the Blade films aren't horrible. They're not. Yeah. They're not. You know, you're not going to win an Academy Award with them. But <laughs> well, also look where we're at with you know. I know you said they're getting away from CGI, but they can still do create these worlds and they can do the costumes are so much better the everything is so much better so i don't know i'll be interested to see if they can you know sure there'll be a trailer out so oh yeah and it'll be like oh well okay i may go see this then yeah i'm looking forward to it i mean the it's all going to come down to like you said the look and feel if it looks too fake you know that's going to turn people away and, it, and it, a lot of it depends on who you cast as he-man you know you've got to have somebody that you know is going to carry that burden or that role you know into, yeah, the, no, into future films none of that should have getting brad pitt in the gym for a few weeks and be like he's our he-man right <laughs> yeah. it's like don't put that kind of stuff you know no one's gonna go see that right know? no and that's one thing they did have going for him i mean say what you will about that performance in that film but dolph lundgren look could have been he-man back in the 80s you know oh, so. yeah or fabio <laughs> yeah or fabio back yeah not now well, it couldn't have been any worse. Like, <laughs> well, he could not have. Been, he could not have done a worse job. That's true. His hair to the bowl cut. He could have. Yeah. pulled that off. Exactly. Uh, moving into a little bit of uh, some more. I don't know, some bigger news, I guess. Uh, according to the Wall Street Journal, the word is that the Rupert Murdoch family, which owns, uh, what is it, 39, almost 40% of the voting shares in Fox, wants 21st Century Fox's film and television division sold by the end of this year. I, we've heard the rumors for a while now that they're trying to sell. Um, for a while, Disney was in talks, and then it kind of faded back, and a couple other people came in. Um, when I kind of was looking at this for this week, Disney um, has emerged as the clear frontrunner of uh, the latest rumors are that really it's down to just the lawyers hashing out this fine print and the small details. Um, you know, there's good and bad in this. You know, you have one company owning everything. Um, yeah. At the same time, you have one company that has a pretty stellar track record owning a lot of stuff that we're really interested in. Um, what this would do is it would put um, the Fantastic Four and the X-Men franchises back under Disney, which controls the rest of the Marvel Universe. So you could start having those X-Men Avengers crossovers. Um, the oh. distribution rights to the original unaltered 1970s and 80s Star Wars films would go back to Disney, which owns Lucasfilm. So rather than us getting another edition of he added, you know, he added a bird in this one or an alien bird flying yeah. across the screen in this one. Let's sell this one as a new version. And, you know, we yeah. could get the uh, original theatrical releases. Um, the Indiana Jones stuff, you know, is already under uh, Lucasfilm. Um, so there are some different things they could do, some different ways they could cross over some different franchises. Um, the only downside is, yes, you have one company that owns it all. So I know recently um, Disney was in a spat with the L.A. Times, I believe it was. Um, they, I think the L.A. Times had 
posted or written a piece that was unflattering to some of the Disney executives, and so they kind of locked them out. I think it was from the Thor Ragnarok premiere, um, which resulted in other newspapers and uh, magazines, periodicals boycotting, um, going and doing a review of that. Uh, so, and eventually that was all settled, and everybody's playing nice now. Um, but it does open up the possibility that you have one company that kind of controls who has access to what and and who can see uh, certain things and what can be written about certain things. Yeah, um, I I don't know though. You know, you you sit and you go. You, I see your point on that, but you know, one, they got Disney money, so yep. you know the shit's going to be awesome. Yeah, oh yeah. Know? And they've got the writers, they've got all that different kind of stuff. So, you know, like I was talking to my son, you know, it's like, when have you watched the Disney movie and been like, oh yeah, there, there's no plot in this story. There's no, you know, just it didn't grab me. Yeah. Stuff. I mean, they've got all that, and you know, let's say maybe one of the smaller guys. And I say smaller, like, you know, the ones that don't have all the billions, they just have some of the billions, <laughs> yeah. you know, that they're, maybe they get it and they're like, well, we've got all this other stuff going on. So, you know, we're, we're going to put that on the back burner because we're trying this new stuff, you know, like say Netflix, you know, if they were putting their hat into something, you know, be like, well, we kind of got all this other stuff. So we'll give you an X-Men movie in, you know, 14 years right. when we're done, you know, maybe that's a little extreme, but. Where Disney's like, man, yeah, we got money for this studio. We're going to make this in this studio, and we're doing this. Yeah, so maybe we'll see a little more and maybe even a little better product. I don't know. be interesting. But yeah. no one likes a monopoly. I yeah, no one likes a monopoly. But at the same time, I know Marvel's uh, head, Kevin Feige, is like, chomping at the bit to get the x-men back so yeah. uh, with hugh jackman and you know patrick stewart making their a formal official you know we're done when we did logan we're not coming back it would be a great time to get those toys back in the disney play you know and then the, in the toy box and and play around with them um, a little bit on kind of the same note uh in november director uh, ridley scott said that he doesn't see any more alien films being made he feels like the creature the xenomorph creature from the alien films is played out um, and so he said this week in an interview with Entertainment Weekly that um, he kind of changed course, but he kind of stuck to it. He said he needs, quote, you need to find another solution that's more interesting. I think AI is becoming much more dangerous and therefore more interesting. And you can play with the word alien and all the different things it could mean, but really that franchise is built on that creature. I don't know how you can play around yeah, with that. And that's take why I was like, what are you going to do, not have that? And I, I agree. I mean, I've... I've watched a couple of them, and I'm like, you know, a couple of them is almost one too many for me. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I don't know that there's people out protesting in front of the studios, we need another alien movie, <laughs> you know. And maybe there is. Maybe there's a huge thing for it. I don't know what the numbers are for those movies. But for me, you know, I remember seeing the original one. You know, I think we went to the drive-in and saw that. Yeah. You know, and that was pretty cool. But after that, it's like... What well, did you watch? Have you guys seen either the last couple they did? Uh, Prometheus, I think, was a few years yeah, ago. I watched, I watched the last one. It was pretty good. Uh, did you watch the, the Covenant, the newest ones that we were talking about? Or Prometheus? Yeah, the Covenant is the, the most the recent last one. one I watched, yeah. It was good. I liked it. So. Yeah, and you know, I, they, they doubled down. They could, you know, with what they had to... Was that the one where they like crash on a planet or go yeah. to a planet or something like that? Yeah, on that one, okay. In Prometheus, they didn't really have the alien. That was a couple of years ago. It might have been twenty fourteen or something. Spoiler alert! You know, before you start talking. <laughs> well, yeah. Spoiler alert on a movie that's five years old. Yeah. <laughs> on Prometheus, they the had people that are interested in that. Yeah, <laughs> they had uh, Michael Fassbender who played Magneto in the recent X Men movies, the ones that are 
you know, set in, in the recent job. past. Yeah, and he played uh, the android. I think his name was David in one of them. Uh, it may have been David in both of them. And he did a really good job. He was creepy. He was unsettling as, you know, a robot should be with all these other humans. And Prometheus really didn't focus on the alien. And it kind of got ran through the ringer for it. Um, the most recent one, Alien Covenant, brought the alien back, and it also doubled down. You have actually, you had Fassbender was playing two different uh, robots in that one. Um, and it, yeah, the AI, the the character he played was definitely unsettling and creepy and dangerous, but you know the alien was there, and it kind of got back to some of that old, the horror roots of Alien. I mean, you know, it was... But they implemented, um, you know, they left it open because he was dabbling in you know, different hybrid aliens. Right. At the at that movie, so there was a lot of variations of what could what could go on next. You know, so they left an open gate at oh. the end of that. For yeah, sure. and I think oh, that, that makes sense. Yeah, and I think that's the way to go. I don't think you. I think yes, maybe the alien. You know, and the alien works best. Let's be honest. When the when you don't see, it's like the shark in Jaws. The alien works best when you don't see it all the time when you just catch just glimpses of it or you hear a noise and you know it's coming and the music picks up but but you don't necessarily have that whether it's cg or a practical piece but you don't always focus on seeing the alien um so yeah you can make the ai these you know robots this you know increasingly intelligent you know computer memory type characters become your central you know protagonist or antagonist excuse me um, and then still ha- keep the alien because yeah like dusty said they had so many ways they could have taken it at the end of that movie that i think getting rid of the alien altogether would be a, a bad move and it would it would no longer feel like an alien movie i don't think hmm. well, i have to check it out then because yeah. that sounds that sounds pretty interesting yeah, yeah. and it, they left the ending open so it, i i don't see a alien just dropping the ball anytime soon there's going to be another one for sure yeah there has to be and here's the thing that kind of you know fox alien is a fox franchise fox is potentially being owned by disney so any xenomorphs any female xenomorphs aliens that are born from the alien queen which we were introduced to in the original films would they be disney princesses at this point I don't know, but if they start singing, I'm turning it off. <laughs> because, because, you know, there was that whole whenever they bought Lucasfilm that Carrie Fisher, Princess Leia, is suddenly a Disney princess. And, you know, so now if we have the aliens are Disney princesses, was it Spaceballs that has the scene where the alien pops out of the guy's chest and yeah. does a little hat, you know, the song and dance number? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So so that could, uh, you know, we'll see. It, it may not be in Ridley Scott's hands at this point. It may be in Disney's hands, and they may say, you know, why would you not have an alien in an alien movie? We'll do a whole cartoon movie, and it's all them as princesses. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Switching gears from uh, movies to television, Netflix content chief uh, Ted Sarandos told investors on a recent call that Netflix is going to retain the rights to the Marvel content that's already been produced. Um, So we're talking The Defenders, Daredevil, uh, The Punisher, Iron Fist, Jessica Jones, and Luke Cage. once Disney's net contract with Netflix ends in 2019, it's not clear that they'll be able to continue to produce new stuff with those characters, only that the current stuff and the stuff that's you know coming out soon between now and that 2019 date um, would remain on Netflix. So, you know. so what you're saying is the shooting schedule went way up to get as much as they can. <laughs> they are greenlighting everything, yeah. So expect Daredevil seasons 3 through 12 between now and, uh, and uh, 2019. That guy will never sleep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, so that I know we talked about that a little bit, you know, off air as well in the last couple of weeks about how you know we you used to want to have your choice of what sh- channels you paid for, yeah. um, 
and the idea was that you would pay a dollar or two for each channel and be significantly less than your cable or satellite bill unfortunately you know this disney uh, streaming app is probably going to come in between five and ten dollars a month netflix has gone up to you know ten eleven twelve dollars a month it's eleven ninety nine for four tvs for, yeah, okay so if you're streaming <laughs> at the four tvs and then yeah you're paying 12 bucks a month uh hulu is like 10 right around ten dollars a month it's that's not what we wanted. <laughs> we want to be able to pick our own channels and pick our own shows that we paid for. We wanted to pay a little bit for them, not uh, ten bucks for each, and have to, and have to get just as many channels as what you're getting delivered on cable to get the one or two you know shows that you want from each. So and the whole draw is you know you're getting all this content coming to say Hulu and Netflix that are you know you get a little Marvel stuff, you get a little bit of this, you get a little bit of that. So it's like okay, I don't necessarily need those other cable channels maybe I, for me you know i'd be like maybe i don't get to see my car building shows you know or whatever but hey if i can watch you know the runaways if i can watch you know blah blah you you give me all that the daredevil stuff and all that's like all right i'll make the trade you know yeah. somewhere down the line maybe those car shows will make it to netflix or something and i get to watch them you know two three years later but but yeah i mean you start they're gonna do something i mean maybe if it grows in popularity and everybody starts going okay i need my own you know thing maybe they'll drop it down they'll be like all right nobody's buying this and you know maybe okay it's ten dollars to have the disney one well we'll do ours for eight dollars and then the next guy will be like well it's eight dollars to have that one we'll do ours for four dollars you know Maybe it'll get down there, you know. That's, yeah. that's the hope. But again, too, if Disney ends up picking all this Fox stuff, too, <laughs> you know. Yeah. You know, no, again, all that content's behind one company, you know. Disney will be like, it's $10. I don't care if everybody else is <laughs> $0.50. You're paying $10 for our stuff. It's all designed strategically. You know, You, I don't have cable or satellite TV and don't necessarily have a demand for it either i got netflix and if you've got roku's you can get all these disney apps and these cartoon networks and all the stuff you pay you know two bucks for and you get access to the shows so you don't you know with the kids you don't really necessarily need to have cable tv at all i haven't found a need for it in five years and i still don't have it yet so i think the netflix is moving they're moving in the right direction and fast too. They're going to have to raise their prices because they're hiring on all these new actors and you know all these TV shows and and people are into that stuff. Like what you're getting ready to talk about here with the Stranger Things, you know that's that's a high commodity item right now. So yeah, that's true. And kind of branching off of that, you know, Netflix confirmed surprising absolutely nobody that there will be a third season of Stranger Things. Well, there better be. Yeah, oh, I don't yeah. think anybody <laughs> was thinking that was done. So. Yeah, I like the direction. Of, like, for me, I love the first season, but it was like, you know, this slow building, you know. For me, that drives me nuts. And because I'm, I'm action. Give me an action movie, I'll watch them all day, you know. Give me a story-driven movie, I'm like, eh, you know. But uh, the second season, when it started, I was like, we'll see. And it was just like, boom, from the gate, it was going. I was like, yeah. So it, it had me, you know, so I can only imagine that the third season, the way it ended, you know, mm-hmm. and if anybody hasn't seen it out there, but you spoilers, know, it, it, you know, spoilers, <laughs> you know the, the big bads, you know, still there. Big and, and bad. And stuff. Yeah. And so it's like, oh man, how can this not be? And then of course, 11 just gets more and more kick ass every. Yeah. So, so, so my teenage daughters are telling me that the, the black haired, black-headed kid is some sort of sex symbol in the 
like in public now that that all these like cougar women are like waiting for him to grow up to be 18 (laughs) my character yeah yeah Yeah, that's what that's what they said i'm like are are you kidding me i can't i don't i just don't see it and they're like oh yeah it's a big deal even my wife said yeah i said i seen something about it on on uh she was on YouTube or something, and all these girls are now? craving over him. And that's the thing; these kids. I think that I, I read a a piece somewhere. They were talking about how it was odd because before they finished rapping, either it was right after they finished rapping season two, or while they were doing a lot of the uh, publicity and stuff this October, as it was going to come out. That uh, the oldest of those kids is uh, the kid that plays Lucas. Um, he's driving now to the, to the, all these events because he's 16 he's got his license so uh, okay. there's a word that yeah stranger things 3 is going to fast forward a few years and pick up just because you can't you know it's one thing to have 30 year olds playing teenagers on the cw but these kids are you know that you're past your growth spurt at that point these kids are hitting their growth spurts and their voices are changing and yeah you've got to do something they can't be you know 11 12 13 years old forever so yes yeah, so those kids 15 then at least maybe i would say probably yeah, 15 I or guess. 16 okay well i guess that's not too long for the old cougars to <laughs> three years. They're, they're waiting for him boy hold on ladies he'll be there soon enough by, by the end <laughs> of season three he'll be there yeah there you go he will not be able to go out in public without <laughs> the ladies after him that, that would work i mean if they're gonna jump up in the age thing i mean yeah couple years could pass well and that's the thing you can you can have a 16 year old playing an 18 year old or you can have a 24 year old playing an 18 year old i mean it happens all the time so yeah they can they can play around and get us to you know do a little reset and give us another three seasons that are are roughly three years apart or whatever and have these guys playing characters about the right age for that so i guess the cougars will just have to keep recharging those batteries until it's time for the (laughs) kid to grow up i'll tell you i remember that kid's gonna have it rough i remember those days yeah it'll be real rough for you yeah uh let's see moving into a little bit of sci-fi uh an article in parade magazine the last jedi director ryan johnson teased another lightsaber in the film um we've seen uh at the end of the force awakens ray gives the blue lightsaber to to uh to mark hamill's luke skywalker and we know we saw you know kylo ren and his wild red saber with the the vents on the side that make it look like it's got a hilt on it and stuff what you're gonna do go full girly girl and have a pink one i don't know they're saying he here's the quote from the article it says ray uses a blue lightsaber kylo ren uh uses red and director johnson hints that we may see a new hue a hue a new hue a so new color gonna, my thought color. is that it's gonna have to be what a green one at some point luke skywalker is gonna whip out his green lightsaber that he had at the end of return of the jedi and and use that that's got to be what but, it but is would that be new i mean well it doesn't say that it's new to the universe i mean it's not they didn't say that this is going to be like a samuel jackson i'm busting out a purple lightsaber and nobody's ever had one yeah. um so it only said a new one you know relative to those two that we know about i'm no, guessing I, I think it needs to go way back and go to luke skywalker's yellow one he had as the toy or the or yeah or, or the <laughs> white one before they color corrected the original <laughs> film there you go yeah if you're going uh, let's do it the, so on the way wait a minute wait have you guys seen these new lightsabers that they got now that are like indestructible yeah and like they can actually fight with them and well, i don't know they're yeah not indestructible but yeah they're like no, quality they're, yeah we see them when we go up to the cons every somebody year somebody on a test on them was like beating them up against bricks and they couldn't oh, yeah. get them to break yeah i was like dang these actually might hold up when know, we're at the we nerd convention prices they didn't have the prices it's one of those things it's i think a, where if you have to ask a what the price is it says look at how good i am 
It's five hundred dollars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's one of those things where if you have to ask what the price is, you can't afford it. But but yeah, I've seen well, them. The only problem is that it's just like having a piece of rebar. I mean, it's just you know, it's just colored. It's, well, it's not a lightsaber. It's not you know. I can't Barnes and Noble or something. I had them and weren't they like a hundred and thirty dollars, something like that, or a hundred and twenty dollars or something? And I was like, it seems a little pricey for a toy. I don't know about that, but I guess if they're I mean, if you can do the fight, I mean, they have those things they put on all the time where they do have those Yeah, the little and shows and yeah. exhibitions, and yeah. I don't know. Maybe a little nerd coming out of me, but I'd actually like to see one of those. <laughs> That'd be pretty uh, cool. Somebody invented a real one that actually cuts stuff. and uh, Yeah, like a plasma cutter yeah, kind he, of thing. Uh, yeah. He, yeah, he invented it, and then he disappeared, like somebody said, not quite yet. We're not going to do that yet. And he, he <laughs> Somebody in the military or yeah. FBI or Homeland Security. grabbed him and said, listen, you're going to come work for us and you're not ever going to post another YouTube video. <laughs> oh, everybody has one at Area 51. Oh, yeah. that's They walk around with them. They light, just light the cigarettes off of them. They got the blaster pistols and everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, also, kind of, it's not Star Wars, but uh, Deadline is reporting that Quentin Tarantino has approached uh, director J.J. Abrams, producer J.J. Abrams, about uh, directing a Star Trek film with Abrams producing. Uh Tarantino's never directed a movie in somebody else's playground before. He's never directed anything that's already an established film series. Um, and according to Deadline, Paramount has agreed to an R rating, and Tarantino's going forward. He's meeting with uh, scriptwriters, and we, we may have an R-rated Quentin Tarantino Star Trek film uh, before much longer. What do you guys think about that? I uh, Did you go watch Quentin Tarantino's Netflix Western Um some despicable eight or something like that it was actually really good yeah yeah the uh hateful eight, hateful yeah, eight. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what it was yeah that's pretty badass yeah i, I liked that. it yeah so he, he may do all right he's he's growing up a little bit and <laughs> does that mean we're gonna have samuel getting, L. jackson as a samuel jackson will be something he'll be a he'll be a klingon Kurt dropping cur- cursing in klingon language or something <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Red motherfucker. <laughs> what would he say? I don't know, but it was bad. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, kind of a little bit in the sci-fi realm. Uh, M. Night Shyamalan. Remember him? M. Night Shyamalan, the oh, guy yeah. that made yeah. uh, Sixth Sense and then kind of yeah, disappeared yeah. off the face of the earth. Oh, he had the village. The village. Yeah, he did the village. Yeah, it was good. Then he did the one about the trees or something with Marky Mark. And I didn't do the. Anything about that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nobody else did either. Is he the one that did the? Last Airbender? Yeah, he butchered that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyhow, uh, I don't know if you guys saw. Did you guys see Split this year that came out with uh, James McAvoy? Yeah, yeah, yeah I've seen it. You saw it. Yeah. Uh, so I guess that at the end of that movie, uh, they're sitting around the cafe in Philadelphia talking about uh, that that character was on the run and they gave him a goofy nickname. I forget what it was, the, the Horde or something. No, the Beast. The Beast. And they're yeah, talking. He, that was one of the personalities they were all. Yeah, he's he's a guy with multiple personalities and he's a the villain and uh, he he escapes and a couple of ladies are sitting around watching the news report where they're talking about he's escaped and he's still on the loose and then one of them says something like well didn't they have another guy that gave some goofy ass name nickname to last a couple years ago or something and then uh, it pans back and there we drop that it pans back and uh, there's Bruce Willis uh, says yeah Mr. Glass and so it was like all of yeah. a sudden everybody's like whoa wait a minute Mr. Glass the guy from Unbreakable the comic book movie and so apparently that was like a backdoor sequel to Unbreakable and now uh 
I guess they've wrapped filming on Glass, uh, which is going to be the sequel to Split. It's going to have uh, Bruce Willis's character from that universe, Samuel L. Jackson again. So he may not have time to go film Star Trek if he's filming this. Um, is going to be back as Mr. Glass. And then I guess uh, McAvoy is going to be playing the multiple personality villain in it. I don't know if they're going to bring in more characters, more heroes and villains, but... Uh, but that is uh, that they've wrapped filming on it, and it's scheduled for a January eighteenth, twenty nineteen release. So we'll see how that goes. It's funny because we've talked about this uh, before, but you've got the Hellboy reboot, which is coming out January eleventh, twenty nineteen, and then you've got uh, Glass, which is coming out January eighteenth, a week Did you later. Who's doing the Hellboy? Who's the, doing the Hellboy? Who's playing Hellboy? Uh, yeah, David Harbour, uh, the guy that was Hopper in Stranger Things. Yes, yes. So it all ties together. Stranger Things, folks, and yeah, yeah. Wow. So, so that'll be an interesting uh, January to get a Hellboy reboot and a Glass, uh, I guess, the Unbreakable sequel, third, second sequel, third movie in the series. I guess I got to go back and watch Unbreakable. I think I watched the first bit of it, but it's. I wanted to see Split. I, well, it, to your point, it's one. Unbreakable is one of those that it's got some cool action and it's got some. You know, it, it was back when. Every Shyamalan movie had to have a twist, and so there's the twist at the end was you know what was going on, but but yeah, it's one of those kind of slow slogging character pieces for a while. You got to kind of fall with uh, Bruce Willis's uh, Sixth Sense. It's not really. It, it came. They filmed it and produced it after the Sixth Sense. So he worked on Sixth Sense first with uh, Shyamalan and Bruce Willis, and then they did Unbreakable, which I think was his second film. It was before The Village, I think. Um, and it, they're not in the same universe. It's not the same character or anything because, spoilers, Bruce Willis is dead in The Sixth Sense. Yeah, no, but I was just wondering for myself of mm-hmm. why I didn't watch Unbreakable because... Hang on a second. Hey, knock it off. Go ahead. <laughs> but I didn't know if maybe I had seen one or the other, and I don't know if maybe they come out close and I just... Yeah. Other stuff. I wonder what else was out at that time that you didn't I, see it yeah i don't know i can't there would have been a reason because i think i've seen everything bruce willis from the oh, yeah. days <laughs> yeah yeah you wouldn't know that split and unbreakable were even tied not until that last together 30 seconds the last yeah. the last 60 seconds of the movie you would have no idea and would never even expect it because you know both of the this movie you know both of them are set in the different seems like different time frames and right other you know well splits like what 15 it's it's they're all they're both in philadelphia but they're so far apart but you know he does so many all of his movies i think are set in philadelphia i think the last airbender was set in at a future philadelphia i don't know but well, even, <laughs> all of his movies are set in philadelphia you know, so you would never expect a bunch of teenage girls to go watch unbreakable no as but as split that's that was the that's the audience they sought after right. at first, and then it's like, hey, this is a pretty good movie. Maybe maybe other people enjoy it too. But it was actually right know, because teen, the the main characters, yeah, yeah, the main character is a young woman who gets kidnapped, and then you've got you know the guy that's been playing Professor X in the recent you know the, the X Men movie. So yeah, it's you know it was built for a younger audience, and then it, it felt like the people that had stuck around with his career. Um, kind of got the treat there the last 60 seconds kind of the wink and the nudge and the hey this is for you too this is going to be part of a bigger we're putting it all you know putting the band back together it cool. felt like a more mature filmmaking move you know like you know early in his career i think the guy was compared to you know he's a young steven spielberg and he kind of i think he wasn't ready for all the 
fame and attention that came to him. And so some of his movies kind of were missteps early on. It, there was one, what was the one about the girl in the water or something? He had a, he had a, a series of, of not very good films, but he was kind of getting by on his name. But it, it felt like with, yeah. with Split that he actually kind of has grown as a filmmaker and has maybe learned something from some of those uh, so early mistakes. So I wonder if the whole tie-in was like an original, yeah, this is definitely going to be what we're doing as we're making, I want to make Split, and at the end of it, I want to tie this in. Or if they maybe did Split and we're you know getting towards the end of ending like we've got something here i've kind of always wanted to make this other movie we could probably tie this world together i mean is there it felt like a little bit like um at the end of iron man when you stuck around and then you know all of a sudden samuel jackson again samuel jackson pops in he's like we're putting together the avengers initiative like i don't think there at that time there was no plans to make an avengers movie or you know they just thought hey let's throw this in and kind of see what happens i think it was the same kind of thing i think they threw that you know or didn't they name somebody else with a goofy ass nickname a while back and then they pull back and and uh bruce willis there's like yeah mr glass or something i think it was one of those things where they're like let's just throw this out there it's fun for us. We'll get Bruce in here for a day and, you know, we'll have a good time, kind of catch up. Um, and then once that happened, people kind of lost their marble. <laughs> you know, they kind of yeah. lost their shit about it. They're like, hey, this is, so what's going on? Is this, you know, are we, are we coming back to this? What are we doing? And I think that kind of, that organic traction that it built on its own, just it's kind of, you know, it kind of spun out of that. So now they're like, well, now we kind of got to do, you know, well, and I think it was to your point that he probably had some idea about how he was going to tie all the stuff together, but it was never like, the thing that I think they did was split that a lot of movie studios and a lot of filmmakers are having problems with is they made a good movie in split. And if that's all they did, it's a good movie. And it got him kind of back in the conversation and back on the map. Yeah. The fact that it, you know, generated that buzz and they're able to say, well, we've got this good movie done. We can open this up a little bit more instead of he didn't come out and say, look, this is going to be a sequel to unbreakable. And, you know, we're going to do three more of these movies down the road. They just, they came out and made a good movie and they just kind of did the, the old Iron Man thing there at the end. And, and I think it kind of took off on them. Huh. Be interesting. I don't know somewhere out there if there's a, anybody's ever asked him that question or, I, I haven't seen it, but I haven't really looked for it. But it's possible that, yeah. Oh, that weird little thing that I was just yeah. curious about, so I yeah. didn't know. Uh, and then also earlier this week on Thursday, the uh, trailer for Jura the new Jurassic Park movie, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, was released. Have you guys seen that? Oh, yeah. Did you watch it? It's dinosaurs and volcanoes. Yeah, you haven't had a chance to check it out? Yeah. Well, we can pull it up and look at it, or you can catch it on your own. But, yeah, it's... It's going back, to, and it's it's a new approach. They haven't done this. They're going back to the island to save the dinosaurs. You yeah, know? yeah, because like the island's blowing up and stuff. Yeah, like, I think the island. It looks like the island's like an active volcano, and they yeah. they decided that they're going to go back and try to save as many of these yeah, wild dinosaurs. I mean, you go put dinosaurs in the Bronx Zoo or something. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> they didn't. They haven't from the trailer. They didn't make it clear exactly where they're going to take them. They're, Sorry, Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, they're just throwing them on trucks. I don't know. They're putting them in shipping containers, but. Uh, but yeah, it'll be interesting. That's another one. I was surprised how well the last Jurassic movie, Park, Jurassic World movie did with Star-Lord and the Raptors and all that. It was a good movie. I, I liked it. I watched it actually a couple times. I, yeah. That's for me, watching a movie more than once is a pretty big deal. I actually <laughs> watched it maybe two or three times. Yeah. I was like, wow, this movie is really good. So I've liked all of them. Now I've watched them all several yeah. times. So. But yeah, and the fact that they, you know, the, the iconic 
image or scene from that movie is you know it's Chris Pratt it's Star Lord and he's got the Raptors out in front of him or him, him on the motorcycle with them chasing you know running beside him as they're chasing down you know so, so the fact that they're kind of building on that and like look you've got to go back and save Blue because she's still alive and you know it's uh, it'll be interesting to see where they go. They pulled him in. Yeah, yeah it's, it's the uh, the Rambo version of uh, Jurassic Park, where they always have to come get him, you know, and like yeah, that's what it is. They're, they're rescuing the POWs. Yeah. yeah, you're you're right. That's what they're doing. It's the Rambo version of Jurassic Park. So it'll be interesting. They've not done that before. So, and then a couple last pieces of uh, entertainment and pop culture news. According to GameSpot, the Nintendo Switch was the hottest selling product between Black Friday and Cyber Monday, so that post-Thanksgiving weekend, um, despite the fact that no retailer had marked it down from the $299 price. So uh, you see uh, discounted uh, deals on Xboxes and Playstations. The Nintendo felt strongly that they didn't need to cut the price, and it apparently has worked off for them. So the Nintendo Switch is moving. Uh, I think we picked one up. I got one for my birthday earlier this week, so we've got one in the other room. So, so I, when we're done here, we may be playing on the Switch. But. I have uh, mixed feelings about the latest Nintendo consoles. You know, when I sit down, I like to relax, you know, and have a beer and play some video games. I don't want to be shaking remotes and sweating. While, <laughs> Knocking you know, your beer over. Yeah, it doesn't. So I'm not in, I'm not into the latest console. Well, and, and with these, you don't have to. I mean, you can you can do a little dance and flap your arms around and stuff, but but you don't have to. What I like about it is they cater to younger, younger children. It's a younger. I mean, yeah, I, I get I get the the way it is, but mm-hmm. most of your gamers are you know in their twenties <laughs> to forties. You know, so yeah, I, I don't know. I like what I like about it is that like you know th- we can be playing on the TV and then it's like oh we got to go. I, you can pop it out, slap the controllers on the sides, and you can play it when you're on the road or doing whatever. It's the same game. You just pick up where you left off. So, And, I mean, and they've got, you know. Because texting and driving is not, <laughs> not enough problem. No, you, should never, you should never text and drive. Now, playing video games and driving is totally cool. You can do it all. The other day, it was uh, last week, I was coming down here to Ozark, and uh, I looked over, and there was a dude with – a Game Boy or one something of that with his pinkies looked like he was driving with his pinkies and playing that as he was going down the road. I honked and looked over like, no! I shook my head. I was like, what the hell's wrong with you? Because he was doing, he was passing me and I was doing 65. So he had to at least be doing 70. I'm like, he was playing a racing game. <laughs> yeah, exactly so. Real life game, real life game. So as long as he doesn't screw up and make a hard left in, uh, into you or something. And I was like, I mean, phones, I see that a lot. Yeah. I'll see people on their phones, and they'll be swerving and stuff. And I'll do the same thing. I'll honk and just shake my head like, no, <laughs> get off your phone. Then yeah. they just keep on driving. <laughs> okay, hi. I screw you. So that really about wraps up. We ha- I think you know, I think we need to talk about this just because... Time Magazine is such a pop culture icon, and Time's Person of the Year is the hashtag MeToo movement. Um, We're not going to get into it a whole lot, because if you want to find politics and stuff, you can find us on our individual Facebook pages, and this isn't necessarily the forum for find me talking about anything. (laughs) No, no politics there. I had a full hour on this. (laughs) Yeah, I know. But uh, it's important, I think, to know that this, this, you know, it's it's. It's pervasive, uh, the stuff that we're hearing about, and it's you know it's not just in politics; it's in entertainment as well. So, um, we definitely felt like we needed to bring it up and acknowledge it and mention it. We're not going to deep dive into it um, because 
you know, for this type of setting and this type of podcast, it's probably not the most appropriate place to do so, but, um, but we definitely wanted to recognize it. And if anybody wanted to jump in and say anything about it, they definitely feel free to do so. But I, I don't know, you know, it's, it's definitely the hot thing of the moment. Right. You know, I have a feeling that all this will just go away like everything else does. And it had its moment, which is sad in a little bit because I'm glad that these people are getting recognized, you know, like we talked about, you know, the Roy Moores and different people like that are, you know, these things are coming out. And this, this needs to be, you know, we're, it's 2017. The dates <laughs> of, you know, slapping a woman on her ass and saying her tits look great. Those are gone. You yep. can't. You you shouldn't do that anymore. You know. Yep. So it's good that it's getting recognized and maybe opened a few people's eyes to, you know, if nothing else, holy crap, I may get my name in the news if I do this. Right. So that's good. You know. So without again, without getting into a whole segment, which is not what we are. You know, it, it's good that it's going. You know? Yeah, it's, it's good. good. It's out there. It's definitely something that you know is a long time coming, and we are definitely supporting the the people that are making their stories heard. Um, just this is not probably the place for it. If we want to start that podcast, we'll have to pick a yeah. day to record that one. Um, I don't. You know, I see <laughs> the, another, the, 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 the socio political podcast. I don't want to. You have all these people on Facebook going about <laughs> politics and stuff. I'm just like, no, I'm gone. I'm yeah. done. So I don't want to sit and talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I understand. We're with you, folks, but we, yeah, we're not just not going to talk about it in this format. Um, and so the final piece. That's kind of the entertainment news. Um, one last news headline in other news we wanted to bring up. According to the Associated Press, Zippy the Elf is not is missing anymore, was missing. Um, I'll just kind of read the story, and if you guys want to jump in at any point here, go right ahead. Uh, Associated Press, Deerfield, New Hampshire. Police in a New Hampshire town are looking for Zippy, a beloved life-size elf on a shelf that usually can be seen at various sites leading up to Christmas. Zippy is a mannequin in a red onesie, a cap, and mittens. He was last seen at the gate by Deerfield's VC Park on Monday. Deerfield Rescue Squad EMS Captain Cindy McHugh said Zippy was in a beach chair with his sunglasses, an umbrella, and a drink, taking in the sun. A Facebook post from the Rescue Squad states, This is not a joke or a game. We are very upset about someone choosing to ruin the fun for Deerfield's children. This is the third year Deerfield has had Zippy, who shows up after the town parade on the Sunday after Thanksgiving. Okay, let me let me just pass around. Have you, <laughs> have you got a, a picture, picture Zippy? of Zippy and how creepy this doll is? And looks <laughs> okay, well, first of all, elves on the shelves I think are creepy enough as it is because nobody wants somebody staring at you in this day and age. I don't think this. So this, but the Zippy's just not Zippy's not proportional. So is no. Zippy anatomically correct? No, Zippy. No, 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 no. Zippy has got. Well, we don't know. That. <laughs> <laughs> Zippy's got. A tiny, like, shrunken head. <laughs> yeah. That's seriously yeah, it. That's Zippy. Yeah, that's Zippy's it. got a tiny, kind of Why shrunken it? head with oversized, kind of Japanese magna eyes. Uh, yeah, that's Zippy. So the eyes that's are identical. Up. Okay, so right. somebody, somebody um, really put three minutes into putting, <laughs> making the eyes identical to the elf on the no, shelf. No, no, totally. That's an elf on the shelf. But yeah. the, um, <laughs> Just like it. The tinfoil booties <laughs> is, is, is a little oh, bit... Those um, are nice. Yeah, and the head has got identical blow-up doll 
<laughs> the head Shape. looks like you took a balloon and you blew it up like five days ago, and that's what's left. <laughs> you know, five days later, there's so the Zippy's head. So Zippy's head used to be bigger, and then he was stolen. <laughs> it came back smaller. Maybe so. Um, oh. I personally, I, I, we don't do Elf on the Shelves here because, like I said, those, I've those things are... I've got three of them, so yeah. I do do that. Well, here's my question to you. You've got five girls and you've got three of them. Who were the two girls that said, you know what, that's creepy. Don't buy me so, one because... So let me get this right. So the original Elf on the Shelf is is a boy elf okay okay i have two female elves also and when the girls were little oh, they don't report to santa they report well, to somebody else we used to put them in the poses you know they got their arms around the barbie dolls and you put you know different drinks around them and we used to make them real funny and then it got to be just a huge burden to, to well, you have to move them all. every day, like right? Like yeah, after so, the kids go to bed, you're supposed to hide so them or something. Now I have to pay the teenagers to move them <laughs> because I need sleep. So, and, and they'll put them in like the cereal boxes. And, and it's just like, now it's just becoming a hassle. So, Well, that's the thing. I thought Elf on the Shelf, was, the point was to hide this thing. It's supposed to move around every day. Like yeah. you go look for it. And, you know, if Zippy was at the, uh, where was Zippy? Zippy was uh, last seen by the gate at Deerfield's VC Park. Well, you're not going to look on Monday. On Tuesday, Zippy's not going to be at the gate with his drink and his son. He's going to be gone, right? Sounds so like the whole town of Deerfield was playing the game. <laughs> exactly. I don't understand what the problem is here. It could be like this uh, scavenger hunt. You know, first one that finds Zippy gets a free McDonald's McCafe coffee or something. We don't know. We don't live here. <laughs> we don't live in Deerfield. If we did, we'd go abduct Zippy ourselves. So, so what happened was somebody knew where he was new head. at midnight yeah. and said, I'm getting my damn coffee in the morning. <laughs> and the son of a bitch was gone when they got there and was pissed about it. Somebody stole Zippy. Well, there's an update. The good news, the happy ending to all this, uh, the next day... The update from Deerfield, according to the Associated Press, is that Zippy was found. Um, again, I'll just read you the story and just leave it there. You guys can jump in and comment when you want. Uh, Associated Press, Deerfield, New Hampshire. New Hampshire town is happy to report that its beloved elf on a shelf has been returned more than a day after he vanished. The Deerfield Rescue Squad... Okay, so the this is a taxpayer, the Deerfield Rescue Squad. I'm assuming it's like their E911 system or something. It has to be some sort of animal rescue. <laughs> yeah, is what I'm. Maybe guessing. it's a, maybe it's animal rescue. Either way, it's probably a city employee or a county employee. That's your. This is your tax dollars at work. Um, Deerfield Rescue Squad posted on Facebook on Wednesday morning that Zippy the Elf is a little wet but safe. Uh, it featured photos of him being carried by a police officer in a, and in a parked car. The rescue says our holiday magic is back. Deerfield Rescue EMS Captain Cindy McHugh said, "says a town resident was getting ready for work when she saw Zippy was on it. When he saw, excuse me, Zippy was on his doorstep, he called police. <laughs> I don't blame him. <laughs> McHugh said the town isn't interested in pursuing the matter further and just wants Zippy back for the children. Again, the mannequin is in a red onesie, cap, mittens, and slippers, and makes appearances so around Zippy's town. Zippy's on your doorsteps, <laughs> all wet and holding a match. You're gonna call police too." Well, well, yeah, I mean, because you don't know. That could be a, one of the Santas, you know, could possibly be, be drunk. You can really tell what that is. You just saw the shiny, the shiny shoes. The, the tiny head. <laughs> freaked me out. Like, oh, yeah, Bob's drunk again. He's up on my steps. Zippy in, was found in a tree with a pair of binoculars peering into somebody's bathroom. <laughs> size 13 booties with a with a with, with a, a three-year-old head with a baseball size head. <laughs> well. Here's my thing. The elf on the shelf is what? The point of these things is what? They're supposed to be snitches, right? They're spying on you to go tell Santa whether or not you're on the naughty list or the nice list. My guess is, you know, Deerfield, New Hampshire, that can't be too far from, you know, 
New Jersey, New York. I think maybe somebody found out Zippy was snitching um, and took Zippy for a little <laughs> ride one night. <laughs> Brought him back. The, uh, he was wet because he pissed himself because the mob was. I don't know. You know, you don't know what he's made out of. So maybe they tried to do the old concrete shoes. And he just floated back to the top. <laughs> so his head probably floated. Like how, can a, a how can a six-foot-tall elf on the shelf be sneaky in any source? <laughs> around your in anybody's home or the town for that matter bright red costume there's just no way yeah i don't know zippy zippy's returned and zippy's learned his lesson and zippy's gonna be a little safer uh, when he sticks his tiny nose into other people's business going forward probably chained him down now so you're gonna have to cut him in half to steal him again you know what i'm guessing if it was somebody that was worried about zippy snitching they probably have bolt cutters they could probably yeah, they, they were ready for, to take for it. our fans in Deerfield. Uh, <laughs> we're not saying to do this stuff. Just, uh, just if you do, make sure you get photos and <laughs> send them in. We're no, we're no, uh, we're not affiliated with any of this action. So, don't send us news of you and Zip. <laughs> That's what we're trying to say. He, he said he's wet. Didn't say what fluids was on him. Yeah, That's no, all I'm saying. They did not say what fluids Zippy There's had some on him. Shit going on in Deerfield. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah anyway that's uh the news for this week uh a couple last things this week in pop culture history on december 9th which is today 1965 a charlie brown christmas premiered on cbs we're going to talk uh, a little bit of christmas uh pop culture christmas stuff here in just a few minutes uh the next day december 10th 1965 the grateful dead played their first concert at the fillmore auditorium in san francisco and then uh, December 11th, which is Monday this week, but December 11th, 1980, Magnum P.I. premiered on CBS. I remember I remember Dad watching the shit out of Magnum P.I. I wasn't even alive. <laughs> yeah. I, well, for you, I remember Dad watching the hell out of Magnum P.I. Oh, yeah, and that started my love of exotic vehicles. Man. Oh, yeah. I, I, I thought love. you were going to say exotic dancers. <laughs> <laughs> of exotic I mustaches. I a few years later because yeah. I was a little young, man, but I, I've always said if I was wealthy i would have to have that year red of course and yeah of ferrari because oh my god that things were that's an amazing car yeah i'd have to grow me some big ass cheesy mustache too <laughs> yeah oh yeah you couldn't drive that car without a cheesy ass <laughs> big old caterpillar on your upper lip there i uh, actually saw too that uh on the december 9th in 1985 christine came out really the theaters in. so again stephen king's getting his kind of uh second wind or third wind or eighth or ninth win right yeah. now with a lot of his stuff uh, but yeah his christine i saw that too but I that's, that's another vehicle I yeah another do, another automobile so. yeah. yeah all right we're gonna pay some bills real quick uh this week's sponsor of the pop goes the culture podcast is dusty's chicken and lube bring in your ride for a five quart premium oil change and take home an ace piece bucket of fried chicken two family side size sized sides and four of Dusty's homemade rolls for only $64.99. Parti- prices and participation may vary in your state. This offer is not valid in Alaska, Rhode Island, and Hawaii and cannot be combined with other, other offers. This offer expires December 31st, 2017. Dusty, do you have anything you want to say about the uh, the mm. deal you got going on? Yeah, we, we love that chicken. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't use the same oil that you get out of the cars to, to fry no, the that's, chicken. Uh, that's yet to be determined, and I we, we won't talk about that. on Some trade secrets. The five spices yeah. are uh, engine, gr- <laughs> engine grease. And, and a little honey on those rolls. Brick dust. Amazing. Oh, yeah. Amazing. So if you would like to sponsor a, white gravy. If you'd like to sponsor a future uh, episode of Pop Goes the Culture podcast, you can email us at popgoestheemail at gmail.com or contact us at p- www.pop.com. 
PGTC, that's Pop Goes the Culture, podcast.com. Send us your ads, and we will uh, talk about reading them on the air. If you want to sponsor us, you know, some money's got to change hands because, you know, we're just doing this for free, but uh, somebody's got to pay for this equipment and keep the lights on. So that is uh, this week's sponsor. We are going to move from the news headlines into the mailbag and the social media stuff and a little piece we call bag em and tag em. You've got mail. All right. And this week we asked our uh, audience on social media, on Facebook and Twitter, uh, what are some of your favorite pop culture holiday things? They can be songs. They can be movies. They can be television specials. They can be traditions. It cannot be Zippy because <laughs> Zippy has been thoroughly uh, ran through the ringer. That's uh, my here. favorite. <laughs> Zippy, Zippy's my favorite too now. He's going to be number uh, one next year. You wait. And we had a couple of responses. Uh, Shannon in Springfield says, I love the claymation holiday shows. Uh, and Lindsay in Ozark said, uh, It's a Wonderful Life is our family's favorite. We watch it and we quote the whole movie. I also love the Michael Buble Christmas specials and the throwback to the old Christmas variety shows and anything with Dolly and Kenny. We're going to assume she means Dolly Parton and Kenny Rogers, not Dolly <laughs> as in Zippy the Elf. <laughs> Zippy the Dolly. Anything with Zippy the Dolly and Kenny. <laughs> so, <laughs> back to the flute, stay out time in the So we appreciate them for chiming in. Uh, as always, if you will, follow us on uh, Facebook at facebook.com slash pop goes the culture podcast. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at PGTC podcast. That's pop goes the culture podcast. Uh, and of course you can email us pop goes the email at gmail.com. We will throw out uh, a new uh, question or a new comment, uh, something for you guys to comment on uh, as the week goes on for next week's episode. Do it. We will do it, yes. And if you can't remember all that stuff and you don't feel like hitting the little 15-second back button on your podcast player, uh, you can find links to all of that at pgtcpodcast.com. Uh, so kind of takes us into our deep dive for this week. Uh, we asked one another or i asked these guys uh to rank their favorite holiday uh films so we are talking specifically about holiday movies uh in this week's deep dive segment (laughs) and so we had a list of uh, a little over two dozen films to kind of sort through uh some of the the films that were mentioned but did not receive votes uh include a christmas carol Yes, a Christmas Carol did, did not stay traditional. Did not, yeah, Debbie does the North Pole. Yeah, so we have a few uh, that did not uh, those types of things. Holiday Inn was one. Um, Hook, which is actually set at Christmas, Jingle All the Way, Lethal Weapon, Love Actually, um, The Ref, White Christmas. There were a lot of films that did not receive votes. Uh, those films receiving votes but did not end up in our top ten include A Christmas Carol, uh, Bad Santa Two. Uh, Die Hard received votes but did not end up in our top 10. Uh, Dr. Seuss is How the Grinch Stole Christmas. It's a Wonderful Life. The Nightmare Before Christmas. The Santa Claus, and specifically The Santa Claus 2, I guess was the better of those films. Uh, and Trading Places all received votes but did not make it into our top 10. So we'd That's like to. Shame. Yeah. Honorable mention those. All right. So our group uh, tying, actually, it's our top 11, really. Uh, tying for the 10 and 11 spot are a couple of 
kind of darker uh, holiday films. Uh, at numbers 10 and 11, we have a tie between Gremlins and Batman Returns. Batman Returns would be the second Batman series uh, film with uh, Michael Keaton and Danny DeVito as the oh, Penguin yeah, and uh, Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman. Christopher Walken was in it as Christopher Walken, <laughs> playing Christopher Walken <laughs> in just a different suit and a different it's name. A scary character. <laughs> yeah. <in the> world. <laughs> he was Christopher Walken. So those were our numbers 10 and 11. You guys have any comments or thoughts on those? No. Not okay. Not. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> Christmas movies to me, you know, that's just me. You know, I love the shows. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I do love them. Just not your traditional. And I guess that's what more of my mind was at. Yeah. Uh, no, they're definitely not traditional Christmas movies. They are set during Christmas time. Again, they have kind of that darker humor, dark comedy uh, aspect to them. And then our next four. So we're looking at numbers six through nine. We had a four-way tie for numbers six through nine. Yep. And so I will take them in alphabetical order and give them to you guys. And if you want to jump in with comments on any of these, go right ahead. Uh, tied for that slot is Four Christmases. This is the movie with, uh, what's her name? Uh, Reese Witherspoon, sorry. And is Vince Vaughn's in this one too? Vince Vaughn, yeah. yeah. Reese Witherspoon. Where they go around and visit the families and. Yeah. The, you know, go ahead. A lot of the entry scene was one of, you know, just it's just a funny movie. I mean, yeah, I look for it. They never have it in the It was stores. a lot funnier than I thought it was yeah. going to be. I was very, I was very happy with it. It, it, it. it would have still been funny even if it wasn't a Christmas movie. They could, right. So. Just the fact that it was Christmas that made it on the list. Yeah, exactly. Uh, next, we have alphabetical order here. Tied for that slot, that six through nine slot, is Home Alone. The old Home Alone film directed by Chris Classic. Columbus. Yes. The original was the best one. There yeah. Was, there, was, there is no other Home Alone. <laughs> no. You could just stop with the first one because after that... And this this movie, every time I see it, I can't help. And I know because a lot of the same people were involved in these. Um, but this is really like the Goonies with just one character, with one Goonie. This is the Goonie at Christmas, really. Well, oh, if, you, yeah. if you think about him now, and he's this cokehead, that, <laughs> you know, you he he had Home Alone, and then he played some dark role when he was around the same age. Right. I can't remember what it was. But, yeah, him uh, and uh, Frodo were in a movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah some dark Elijah movie Wood. about shooting cats with BB guns or something, <laughs> and throwing uh, fake zippies off of uh, overpasses. But uh, that was it. That's all he done. Yeah, he, he's had a few other roles, but yeah, that's he all he has done. Really, to supply himself with cocaine for at least the next twenty years, <laughs> and, and, he that, and that was it. Yeah, he's uh, broke again. Well, it took a harsh turn. <laughs> it's a dark Christmas. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you thought Gremlins and uh, Batman Returns were dark. We're going down. I'm sorry. <laughs> also tied in that slot uh, alphabetically, our next one on our list is Miracle on 34th Street. Um, classic. It's a classic. There have been a couple of remakes of it, but uh, but yeah, Miracle on 34th Street where Santa Claus gets uh, amnesia or something and shows up in New York City, right? Yep. Yeah. Ends up being the Santa Claus on the Macy's Day float. Yep. That's and of course, it gets to be Macy's. Yeah, in the store. So yeah. For me, that was. You know, I will not watch the colorized version of it. I will always watch the black and white, and I will always watch it every year because that's just something I sat down with my grandparents since I could remember, and we always watched that together because it was their favorite. So that's that will always be one that I will 
always I think I maybe even had that as my number one in my pick. I don't have a black and white TV anymore. (laughs) 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 They actually have where you can watch one. That's That's crazy. crazy. We got the radio every year and throw some radio plays. (laughs) (laughs) Not unlike this podcast (laughs) at times. As soon as the radio stations turn over to straight Christmas, my wife will drive me crazy. So like September 30th. Yeah, I can recite most Christmas songs. (laughs) Yeah, no. They turned over to Christmas pretty quick. It was before yeah, Halloween this year, I think. Or it was yeah. before. I know it was before yeah, Thanksgiving. It, was, it might have been after it was Halloween. Halloween night. As you're heading home with a basket full of candy from your trick-or-treating, here's some Christmas music. I'm like, no, 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 no. We, my son has a strict rule of not till December 1st or at least after yeah. Thanksgiving. Yeah, we put the tree up on Black Friday because we're not going out and dealing with the idiots, but... Yeah, so I did. I like it. Yeah, I know you do. No, <laughs> you're one of the idiots we're trying to avoid. <laughs> we get enough of you on Thanksgiving Day. We don't want to see you on Black Friday. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's good. We time. stay up till about two a.m. So yeah. And the last uh, film in that slot, tied for sixth through ninth, is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Um, I know a lot of people probably have it higher, but it, it came into that spot in our in our group here. I think everybody did. Everybody. Two out of the three of us gave it points. Yeah, I didn't it's almost give almost everybody. It's two thirds. Yeah, two out of three. Two out of three. Uh, <laughs> two out of the three here uh, gave it points. I did not give it points. Is there a movie here? I'm looking back through here. There's only one yeah, movie that we all thing. gave points to. Yeah. What's that? Uh, well, it's our number That's one, and we'll up. talk about oh, that. It's coming up. Uh, so, anything you guys want to say about the Christmas Vacation? Oh God, I love that movie. Ah, uh, it's hilarious. I have to watch that one every year too. So That's we do it. know who didn't vote. <laughs> so, so one of these things is not like the other. Yeah, I, for so whatever reason, I've seen it. I've seen it, and I've seen parts of it, the funny parts. But I just can't sit down and watch that movie. The I don't know. The fact that the sun changed in every movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was a different character every single time. That's true. That's true. Did you see the newest vacation movie with, uh, with Ed Helms and Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I That is freaking hilarious. I've heard it's pretty good, yeah. All right, so that takes care of our not our top group. I guess that was our bottom sixth in our top eleven because we had a tie at ten and eleven. So we're moving into number five, and number five on our list is Fred Claus. Fred Claus. Fred, Very funny Fred. Movie. This is another one with Vince Vaughn. He's got something so, about Christmas movies. So in case you didn't know, Santa Claus had a brother. Spoilers. He does. <laughs> what? Yeah. And it's not Zippy. It's not, it is not Zippy. That's, Zippy his, is not. that's his son. That is where, that's who the, uh, the female elves on the shelves, they go report to Fred Claus, I guess. Yeah, I have no idea. I don't, I, honestly, I know I've seen it, but I couldn't tell you if I watched all of it or not. I'm sure I did, but it's. It's it's a one hundred percent a Christmas movie. It yeah, is. It is. It's set it in the is. North Pole. It's kind of like the the Santa Claus almost. You know, kind of that type type of thing. Only with Vince Vaughn. So you know, it's going to make a turn. Ninjas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> well, yeah. I got to be politically correct. <laughs> Short people, ninjas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or elves. I know they're not elves though. They yeah. No, they weren't. They were, they were yeah. some special forces or something. That's the same height as an elf. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so that took care of number five. Uh, we have a tie at number third, three, and four, so uh, I'll do these alphabetically as well. Uh, at the number three slash four spot, uh, the first one we have is Scrooged, the Bill Murray film. Yeah, we love that movie in our house. Yeah, it's a great one. Uh, a take on the Christmas Carol. Um, uh, yeah, it's a. I don't know what, what you can say about it. It's Bill Murray. So, let me. I, I have seen this, but wasn't it like a really short movie? 
Like it's it's, it's probably like it's an hour minutes long. No, it's so. more than that. It's probably maybe an hour. It's not quite an hour and a half. It's probably about an hour. when they add the commercials. I think they they don't even get to two hours, and you know they can stretch usually most hour and a half. So he's playing a piano, right? Or am I thinking? No, something? you must be thinking something different. No, this is he's an executive at a TV station that is putting on I think a piano. Ver- Groundhog's Day. Yeah. No, this no. was something else. It was a Bill. It was Bill Murray. I don't and know. And it was Christmas. He was singing with... Oh, that's probably the Saturday... There's a Saturday Night Live short where he's like a lounge singer. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, that, no, this is different. This is a full movie. He's a... He's a just... He's he's the Scrooge character. He works for a, uh, a television network, and they're putting on a live-action version of A Christmas Carol uh, on Christmas Eve night, and he's visited by the three oh, ghosts. Okay. And Yeah, it's it's a... It's good. It's it's a good movie. So the updated one with the Jim Carrey is probably the one I've seen. That's the Christmas Carol, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That one's yeah. With that talking about CGI, the that's CGI all that was, yeah. yeah. Do you want to talk about Scrooge at all? Or I just I love it. I think it's one that you'll never see a remake of because I don't think anybody could do it justice. Like Bill Murray, they're not making a they're not remaking a whole lot of Bill Murray movies, are they? I mean yeah. Ghostbusters, but it wasn't really a remake, no. but it kind of was. But he had what a little. I mean, like Caddyshack. You don't see a remake of Caddyshack. You don't see a remake of Meatballs or yeah. Stripes. And or, it's nothing to say those movies weren't good because they were great. It's just yeah. there's some things that's like I'm almost thinking Hollywood's like a sacred. We don't we don't yeah. touch that stuff. You know? Well, it, we talked about him a little bit, but I always thought that if you were going to recast a Bill Murray part in a reboot you would go grab a Vince Vaughn character because he's got that kind of same dry delivery dry wit kind of you know he could give you the most outlandish line it wouldn't be the same no but that would be the closest I think you could get would be to grab a Vince Vaughn yeah maybe down the road when Bill Murray does pass away and there's been enough years to be past that and somebody comes along that has that charisma you may see it, but I don't know. Yeah. And then uh, the other film tied for the number three, four slot is The Polar Express. Again, talking all CGI. The Polar Express starring Tim Hank, uh, yeah, Tom Hanks, excuse me, not, and his brother Tim, apparently. <laughs> his brother <laughs> I, think, I think Tim played the little boy or something. It's his son. Uh, so, yeah, Tom, Tom Hanks. Tim Hanks was the bomb on the uh, top of the thing. Oh, yeah, there you go, yeah. So, uh, Tom Hanks film, uh, Polar Express. I cannot watch that movie without... It was made by uh, Robert Zemeckis, who made uh, Back to the Future. Um, and you can tell the music sounds like... It sounds like they just took the score from Back to the Future and slapped in some Christmas tunes on. And, and uh, at the end, when Santa's sleigh takes off, and you got the flaming skid marks in the sky, just, you know, that's the DeLorean all over again. So, I don't know. Every time I watch that, I think of Back to the... It makes me want to watch Back to the Future after I watch that. I get none of I, that, but I love that. <laughs> I, I don't know what you're talking about. The, but... The attention to detail. I mean, every... Little snowflake flying, every little like his reflection in the jingle ball, you know, just everything about that movie was so thought out. This like, holy crap, man! How could you not love this movie? We watch it every Christmas Eve with yeah. hot chocolate and cookies every year, so it's tradition for us. I was going to ask you guys if you guys had been down to the Polar Express in, in Branson. Branson. Yeah, we went one I've year. never been. So. We went, oh, man, I don't even know if all the kids have been. It's been that long ago. It might have just been when I had the older two. But, yeah, we had, we might have had all three kids then. But, yeah, we took Mom down there uh, one year. Oh, I bet Mom loved it. She did, and the kids liked it. I know I did subways when I was up in Chicago being little, so trains don't hold much of it. <laughs> yeah, I, I could have taken her to leave it, and you know, I wasn't real thrilled. You know, but they do, they, they do do the hot chocolate and stuff down there. 
don't they? Well, they don't come dancing and flipping and doing, you know, they parkour step, moves down the seats or nothing. <laughs> it's just a person comes around with so a cup of paper cup of hot chocolate. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, no, they do. They, I think they read the story over the intercom and stuff. And but yeah, it's it's something. Does the know. train move? Yeah, it goes. Okay. It goes through uh, whatever the track is they normally take down to. Where does it go? I, I don't know if it goes into Arkansas or if it stops. I, I don't know. I think the route. it does, but it's not. Not very know, far into. Far, it. It's not. Yeah, it's not very far. So yeah. you just go and then come back. It's yeah. a straight little. The, the only thing is that yeah, there's whatever it is. There's some town that's on the route that you know they really do up a lot of Christmas lights. Some little small town that exists basically because the train goes there every once in a That's while. That's Silver Dollar City. Well, no, no, it's not Silver Dollar City. It is a real town. It gets I held say, up it's by Hollister. Yeah, I don't think it's Hollister. There's a town down there. <laughs> they, they come in, they rob the train. <laughs> they come in with jingle bells on and rob the train. And, you they know, come but, by the lake, the pirates come hey, up. Yeah, they rob you know. That's a whole <laughs> yeah, that's all part of it. It's the same train. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, you, basically you're watch, looking out the windows watching the Christmas lights is what it is. You can get the same thing, you know, riding in the car. On yeah, the way down there, and turn around, come back. Yeah, and not getting away train. from this a little bit, but you said the lights. Have you noticed how many people are putting up decorations and lights this year? Yeah, uh, ama- I think I it's mean, because it was seventy degrees last week, so they thought, man, I've got plenty well, of time this year to get them up. It's been the past like two or three weeks we've been driving around. No, about here necessarily right. Ozark because I'm not in town at night, but up in Springfield, it's crazy. The businesses like mm-hmm. Bass Pro just went all kinds of crazy well, yeah, out, yeah. And especially at the tracker over here mm-hmm. and stuff, and. I just uh, the houses. I'm I'm really impressed with people just saying, "Yeah, Merry Christmas." We're we're into it, you know. Yeah, it's I just w- cool. It's nice. You know? I work for a lady that's uh, she was in a magazine for her Christmas lights. I I actually had to take all of her shit out of her attic <laughs> this year, and I th- she she wanted me to do it, and I said, "Yeah, I'll go ahead and do it." And I got up there and realized that I had to fill the garage with stuff from the attic. That's how serious she was about it. And it I was like, oh, my God. It took me six hours to get a Christmas stuff <laughs> down the ladder into the garage, just into the garage so she could go through it. And I was like, and so she invited us over to a Christmas party. And I was like, is there going to be drinking? And she's like, well, of course. I said, well, then maybe we'll make it. <laughs> Are you going to get some of those people to take this stuff back up in the attic? No, it's already, I already been paid to take it back up there. Oh, okay. so. that, that would be smart. Come on, everybody. <laughs> everybody grab a light. Yeah, We're going to make a chain chain here. here. (laughs) The Christmas chain. (laughs) All right. Number two on our list is a Christmas story. They air this thing for 24 hours every Christmas day on TBS, I think. That's another classic. It was actually the top vote getter for two people. Um, a Christmas story is, I mean, I don't know what you can say about it. It's a, it's a, one of those holiday things that you just, it's just there every year and it's um, kind of comforting. And well, I watch it at least a couple times a year. Yeah. yeah. So it's good. But they do season, run it, they do run it in the ground a little bit. And that's why it didn't make my list. I, I love the movie, but when they play it 27 times in the, you know, from now till Christmas, I just, and then all day on Christmas Day. <laughs> yeah, I just like, come on. I mean, if you've seen it a hundred times, that's enough. But if you've seen it a thousand, <laughs> I don't know. It loses yeah. taste after a thousand. I don't There's know. There's not very many movies I'll watch that many times. I will watch, you know, like Star Wars is one for me that mm-hmm. I've watched literally over a hundred times. And This is one of those movies that if it's on and I just flip and I find it, I know where we're at in the story. I can just stop and just jump right in and it's yeah. like, you know, so... I don't know. For me, it's uh, it was my top vote getter. I think it was yours as well. So. The lady leg lamp was uh, is probably the 
one the of the iconic funniest parts. Of <laughs> yeah. I'd love to have a full-size one of those. I found the small, you know, yeah. decorative they got ones zippy. for your table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Zippy had a leg lamp. <laughs> you know that Zippy leg lamp? I'd in the middle and I'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> no, you could, if you could put, a, if you, instead of giving Zippy legs, if you could give Zippy a leg lamp for each leg, then you would have something yeah, then you're worth just, stealing okay, and hiding from the town of like Deerfield. a leg and hose and that leads it back into my <laughs> But if it had that right? tiny head on top, you're out. <laughs> it depends on where the wet spot is. I don't know. <laughs> so that was number two. So our number one film is the only one that everybody gave points to. Everybody voted that this is one of their top ten. Nobody gave it their number one, but everybody uh, gave it points again. Uh, is Elf. Yeah. The, the Will Ferrell. It's a good movie all around. It's another one of those that's on constantly between Thanksgiving and Christmas. You can jump in at any point. It's And, you know, it was honestly that movie for me. Uh, Will Ferrell for the Saturday Night Live days, mm-hmm. you know, I could take him in small doses. Right. I never could take him in a whole a whole lot and when elf came out i was like no, i have no interest in seeing this movie <laughs> right at all. i don't and then i don't know if it was when we had the kids or whatever we were watching it and i legitimately laughed my ass off <laughs> a couple of those the snowball fight <laughs> that I, is the best part i laugh yeah. so hard it hurts that cracks me yeah. up between yeah it's it's got that mix of just goofy earnestness and this and then the snowball fight is great when and he's, he does when he's jumping from the couch onto the tree and it yeah. knocks the tree over yeah and he does such a good job of doing that keeping that juvenile sense of wonderment about christmas you know you you believe his character he does so good you know yeah. he's like Santa, <laughs> you smell of beef and cheese <laughs> <laughs> you sit on a throne of lies <laughs> I, I love that movie i just they uh they actually were gonna do a, another elf but right. it never did make it well i think everybody involved said no we can't top it there's no and to me the 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 gem there is the director John Favreau, who plays the uh, the doctor who takes his blood at, at one point. You know it, that guy has got some range. You know I remember watching Swingers when it first came out, and kind of I was of the age where that was kind of the cool hip thing. That was a great movie. It introduced us to Vince Vaughn, um, who's made this list a couple of times as well. Uh, but then to see him go from that, and he's done Elf, and he did Iron Man. You know he kind of kicked off the whole Marvel universe with that, and he's he did the Jungle Book remake. He's doing a Lion King now for Disney. Um, yeah, it's one of those things where you know you can never bank on having that kind of success and being the go-to holiday movie. But uh, it's interesting to see how that guy's career has changed over the years uh, based off the success of that. And I don't remember it being a huge success at the box office. I don't remember anybody no, like, "Oh my god, this was. is it." No. It's just it's just been played so many times and people have loved it so much that it it's just, because you you don't know what to expect, so you're not going to spend eight dollars. Eight, well, back then, eight dollars. Yeah. Nowadays, fifteen or twenty. <laughs> yeah, to gamble on uh, you know a movie that may or may not be any good, so you'll just wait till it comes out the video, and then then just watch it for yourself, and you realize, hey, that would have been pretty funny on the big screen. <laughs> That'd been funny with a bunch of friends. We'll go see it at the dollar movie, You know, who goes to the movies to see a Christmas movie? Yeah, you that's know, true. There, yeah. There's so many other things that you're like, okay, I'm being bombarded with the music at the stores, and right. everybody's got this, and blah blah. So you know, why do I want to go sit for two hours? <laughs> And be bombarded with more Christmas, you know, right? And maybe that's the whole thing. It could be. Now. It could be. Unless you're our mother, and then she'll start watching the Hallmark Christmas yeah, in she, July. It doesn't uh, turn it off. The same way. Yeah. <laughs> 
So that's our top 10, actually our top 11. Tell us your thoughts. Um, do you agree? Do you disagree? Would you have moved some up? Would you have taken some off altogether? Would you have put Lethal Weapon up there ahead of some of these other ones? Uh, <laughs> almost did. Yeah, almost had it. Uh, give us your feedback. You can email us at popgoestheemail at gmail.com. You can tweet at us uh, on Twitter. We're at PGTC Podcast. Do it. Somebody, I don't know, was it, I can't remember if it was just the name was too long or somebody else had it, but we couldn't put Pop Goes the Culture Podcast on Twitter. So it's PGTC Podcast. Um, you can use the hashtag Pop Goes, hashtag Pop Goes the Culture Podcast. You can find us on Facebook again at facebook.com slash Pop Goes the Culture Podcast. Uh, and again, all of those links, all of that information is available at our website at pgtcpodcast.com. And hey, if you're doing this stuff, share it. So Absolutely. That your friends, you know, know about it. Go on this ride with us. This is number one. Yeah. We we would love to see a thousand, two thousand shows. You know, go on this ride with us. Be part of this. We're going to have so much fun stuff coming up. We are going to be realize. to your point. We're looking for comments on. I mean, we're going to be throwing a new question out there. Whatever the topic is for next week's show, we're going to be asking for input on that right away. Come Monday or so, this should be out. I think Monday as well. I plan on having this published live. So be part of history. Absolutely. For your Twitter name to be. <laughs> come up when we're saying hey you know blah 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 75 says you know this or that you know zippy the elf 27 said i, I don't appreciate the, the, the west spot comments <laughs> we got a response here from the rescue squad in deerfield new hampshire saying uh, we'd appreciate you not encouraging people like, to take our zippy G for free you know? so, yeah. <laughs> absolutely and this thing's going to change this is the first episode um we already have plans in mind for how this thing's going to change we would love to uh grow this and it only is only possible if we can grow our audience and uh, get that feedback and uh, the comments which is the last thing i'll leave uh, us with before we sign out of here um we've got some plans in place we know what the next few shows are going to look like um, we know next week is going to be the star wars show we're going to go watch star wars and then we're going to come eat lunch and come home and record our podcast with our thoughts um, we've got some things lined up for the end of december first part of january um, we know when we get into february there's a week there we're going to be at uh, planet comic-con in kansas city so we're going to be recording an episode from the hotel room in kansas city um, so we've got things planned uh, at the same time we've got some holes and we know kind of how we want to those but we are looking for some people if you're interested if you're in the springfield missouri area and you're interested in being part of the recordings um we've got some fun and games uh lined up and planned if you would like to be a part of that if you'd like to spend uh, an hour or two on a saturday uh hanging out with us and talking whatever and playing some games because we have some things we're going to put you through uh, definitely get a hold of us that again sound, that doesn't sound right because <laughs> well, it's we're playing uh pin the wet spot on zippy now. <laughs> so <laughs> You like being tied up? Or yeah. you like being, oh, we're not supposed to. Yeah, yeah. Anyhow, um, <laughs> so uh, don't be giving away spoilers. Um, so you can get a hold of us again. At our email uh, one last time is pop goes the email at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at PGTC Podcast. Um, and again, if you send anything to us uh, on Twitter, use the hashtag pop goes the culture podcast or on facebook at facebook.com slash pop goes the culture podcast and again a link to all of that information plus extras uh anything we want to throw out there you'll find we'll be posting stuff sharing things throughout the week on social media um you can find all of that on our website at pg uh, www.pgtcpodcast.com that is it for the first show we survived Woo! episode one <laughs> yeah! so uh the crowd goes wild
So, so that's it. The crowd is uh, the three of us and Odin over there. So, um, so that's it for this week. Uh, we will talk to you next week when we're talking uh, Star Wars: The Last Jedi. Until then, I am Joey Mills again with GeekDad.com. I am still Kenny Wright and with Freedom Hydrographics. Yeah, and I'm Dusty Stafford with Stafford Lawn Care. And many other fine ventures that I'm sure we'll be hearing about. Things. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And the, and the chicken and, uh, and oil change. Um, so that's it for this week. Uh, have a good week, folks. We'll talk to you uh, next week. Same place uh, we'll be recording from. We'll get this thing out, and uh, we'll have a good time doing it. So thanks for joining us. Oh, yeah, later. See you.